Greetings, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome back to Botany After Dark. My name is Kate, and I will be your host for this journey. Today, we head to the Amazon. While I would rather say that all is well, or perhaps detail the impacts of native hallucinogens or adaptogens on the body, that is not today's topic. Instead, I come to you with far more dire news. The Amazon rainforest is burning, and has been for three weeks. The very lungs of the planet are on fire. The sky is clogged with smoke. The forest is burning at a rate of one football pitch or soccer field per minute. The smoke field alone covers about 1.2 million square miles at the last reports from NASA. That amounts to a smoke cloud spanning a full third of the United States. A cloud thick enough from fires burning relatively unchecked for weeks that the Brazilian state of Amazonas has declared a state of emergency due to inhospitable conditions. According to the National Institute for Space Research, or INFE, an acronym for Instituto Nacional de Piescas Especias, over 72,000 distinct fires have been detected this year alone, and more than 9,000 500 of those since last Thursday. This number of fires spontaneously erupting is unprecedented, far surpassing any other records since the fires started being counted in 2013, and upwards of an 85% increase in this year alone. Due to the inherently humid nature of the rainforest, it is near impossible for even a fraction of those to occur naturally. Unlike the ever-present brush fires in my native California, the Amazon is not in any capacity dry enough for that. However, while relatively fireproof from naturally occurring accidental fires, this does not extend to those such with intent. Wet wood still burns. It just smokes terribly and may well take an accelerant to catch. While slash and burn practices are traditional forest maintenance and clearance mechanisms, it is also heavily used in illegal logging practices. This is especially concerning since Brazil's current president, Jair Bolsonaro, ran on a platform that included the explicit desire to open the Amazon to development in his campaign for office, which he won last October. He and others like him argue that there are not enough people living in the country's protected regions to warrant that much space. This is rather reminiscent of the supposed justification U.S. politicians cited before enacting the Indian Removal Act of 1830, resulting in the horrific trail of tears that caused almost 150,000 people to be uprooted from their ancestral lands through forced relocation. There are and were other elements in play, as each region and occurrence is unique, 
and we do not act in a vacuum. The themes remain. A similar situation is occurring with India's forest dwellers, though that will be discussed at a later time. The Amazon is host and life force to so many unique biomes. There are countless species that only exist under that protective humid canopy. Literal millions of threatened beings exist in a multi-dimensional cohesive ecosystem. Over 800,000 indigenous people live in 50 demarcated territories across Brazil, utilizing about 12% of available land. This accounts for anywhere from 400 to 500 often culturally and linguistically distinct tribes. Most of these communities are located in the Amazon forest, some being totally isolated. As previously stated, the Amazon is considered the Earth's lungs. Between the ancient tree's vast canopy and the vegetation sheltered beneath, this heavily forested region is responsible for producing 20% of all the planet's oxygen. The Amazon River is one of the most biologically diverse locations on Earth, inhabited by vulnerable and threatened species, just as the rest of the rainforest. It snakes through 4,000 miles of vulnerable territory and is often used as a roadway between isolated tribes. For some of these communities, the river is the only accessible path. Maintaining a 78 degree Fahrenheit or 25.6 degree Celsius average temperature with heavy rainfall and consequently high humidity, the region's biodiversity is outstanding. A 2005 study published in the journal Conservation Biology estimated that Brazil, which holds over half the rainforest, has over 170,000 different species. It is estimated that this includes over 1,200 species of birds, 430 mammal species, 378 reptile species, and 427 amphibian species. Being that the publication is now 14 years old, it is highly likely that that number is higher, as others are likely to have been identified in the interim. According to the Nature Conservancy, for example, there are over 400 species of birds present in a four square mile section of forest. This is the legacy of the country prioritizing ecology, biodiversity, and environmental protections for the past two decades. However, with the current administration in power, the next survey may well report a significant decrease in this number. President Bolsonaro and his ilk are seeking to undo the protections put in place to protect this vulnerable space and its inhabitants, and has actually encouraged illegal logging and mining on multiple occasions. He has likened the indigenous communities living in these protected lands to animals in a zoo, there for observation but not deserving of personal autonomy or cultural consideration. Last month, Mera Wabi, a community leader of the Wabi, was found stabbed to death near the village of Mairi. The indigenous people of Mairi fled to the larger neighboring village of Amira at this time, where gunshots were heard several days later. While the Wabi maintain a highly traditional society, 
only allowing authorized outsiders in. They put out a call for official aid, asking for urgent police and army assistance. To quote The Guardian, Illegal gold mining is at epidemic proportions in the Amazon, and the heavily polluting activities of the Garamperos, as miners are called, devastate forests and poison rivers with mercury. About 50 Garamperos were reported to have invaded the 600,000 hectare Huapi indigenous reserve in the state of Amapa. The Garamperos invaded the indigenous village and are there until today. They are heavily armed, they have machine guns. That is why we asking for help from the federal police, said Kirinai Huapi, 26, a member of the tribe who lives in the nearest town of Pedra Branca do Amapari, two hours away and 180 kilometers from Amapa state capital, Mocapa. If nothing is done, they will start to fight. Bolsonaro has compared the indigenous populations to prehistoric men and says that he is looking for the first world to explore these areas in partnership and add value. This is the reason given for having an economic relationship with the United States. From what we have already seen of the Trump administration's ecological policy, this could be more catastrophic than it already is. Even with evidence stacked against him, Bolsonaro claims that he and his administration have had no role in the increased fires or perpetuation of general destruction in the region. Instead, he claims that the fault lies squarely with the NGOs working to oppose him in an apparent effort to make him look bad. I will say that again. The current president of the region responsible for creating 20% of the world's oxygen and counteracting at least some extent greenhouse emissions is both a climate change denier and blames those working to maintain threatened ecology and biodiversity, protect vulnerable populations, and stop abject environmental and humanitarian atrocities from occurring for painting himself and his administration in a bad light. Be aware that while more needs to be done, there are also several petitions circulating regarding deforestation and environmental abuses to the Amazon, the most prominent of which I will link below. Something must be done. As it stands now, one of the planet's richest, most biodiverse locations is under attack yet again. Between the fires, mining, logging, and likely other less publicized occurrences, the situation is dire. Since I began writing this two days ago, the prevalence of fire in the region has grown from 84% to 85%. Though I may not have all the answers, awareness and vigilance greatly assists situations such as this. I plan to cover updates to the situation as it unfolds either here, on my blog, or on my YouTube channel. Perhaps all three. The world is watching Brazil. What will you do? If you look in the episode description, there are links to my blog and YouTube channel, where I talk more about plants, as well as my Patreon and relevant social media links. To that end, I would like to thank Rob Nelson for being a Patreon supporter. 
He runs Untamed Science, a channel discussing and supporting biodiversity and conservation efforts, which is linked below. In light of current efforts by several world powers, this is especially needed. Also, if you would like to start your own podcast, I would recommend Pinecast. It is the platform I am using, and while I've only been posting for a short time, creator support has been comprehensive and swift, and the interface is easy to navigate. Though the service is free, that version only allots for the upload and posting of 10 episodes at a time. If you do decide to upgrade, you can use coupon code R-A19FE9 for 40% off for 4 months, and support Bonnie after dark. To all my listeners at home, work, or somewhere in between, thank you for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week about Poison Oak. Should be an interesting show. Have a good one. This is Kate, signing off.